Um, I have a list here, but I would say, um, and probably this could segue into like another conversation, but like the number one thing I have, it's like when you, if you're friends with someone and they, you tell them something in secrecy because you know, they're supposed to be your friend. Um, and then they start basically spreading that information about you. It's kind of like you not really my friend because you're you're only friends with me so that you can hear my business so that you can then spread it to whomever you feel like you want to. So like nothing is sacred right. in the aspect. So what would you? classify that red flag to be as a specific trait so to speak a drama seeker mm. like you're looking for drama like you you like that um, how do I say you like the, the adrenaline you feel when you're spreading rumors or spreading other people's business Does that make sense? It does. It does. So, have you had any experience with somebody like that? Yes, sir. So, I was friends with this girl in college. I think it was my sophomore or junior year. And, like, I told her, like, you know, something, like, very personal then I start hearing it around school. So I'm like, wait a minute. You're the only person I told this. Why am I hearing it from other people? So I confronted her and she was just like, well, you know, you didn't say don't tell anybody. (laughs) 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 What? Was the information of um, sensitive enough nature that you would automatically assume this would be something not to be shared or is it something that requires any information that I tell if I'm telling you and I'm like coming to you as a friend if I wanted to tell the world I'd have several people around ma'am no absolutely not okay very interesting um, one, I guess, red flag that I've come across in my time so far has been, um, I guess you'd say envy. Um, yeah. I've seen it, you know, kind of rear its head in several different ways. Um, notably, a f- former friend of mine would go behind and try to seek out the past companions that I had and, you know, try to compare and get their ratings on who was better or who was worse. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So what you've seen is the first red flag is that you're seeking the people I had past relationships with. But this second red flag, you're going to ask who was better. That's weird. You're weird. People are weird. What can you do? When when the person came back and told me, I was not very surprised, but I was just, you know, it's one of those things where you get information and you just kind of tuck it away and, you know, add it to the file and right. wait to see what happens. Wow, that's that's interesting. Very much so. Did you have any other red flags that came to mind? Um, so one of them that I do have is... So some people are wrong and strong and don't apologize for when they know they're clearly wrong. Um... So, an example, I was 
this is all like female related. So just bear with me here. Um, I was once friends with this, this girl still in college. Um, it was my freshman year, I believe. So, you know, still getting to know people and everything. Um, we had our spring weekend, which is basically the weekend before finals where we play like <clears throat> unofficially drunk kickball and we're basically like all drunk under some type of influence. Um, so we had our block party on the basically the townhouse side of campus, which, you know, was fine. They had security and everything. So it was towards the end of the block party and... I was telling her like, hey, look, let's go. Um, you know, you're already intoxicated. Let's just go back to the apartment. And <laughs> sis turned around, looked at me and threw her keys at me. Right. Wow. Everyone around me like stopped. They're like, ah, shit. <laughs> what's about to go down? Everybody know what's happening. So, Right. This girl, um, this other girl, like, took it up off the floor and was just like, here, you know, here, Chrisanne, um, it's fine, whatever. I kindly looked at her. I said, put it back on the floor, put it back down, and walked away. Because what you're not about to do is throw your keys at me because I'm telling you, let's go. So a few days after... um, one of the basketball players was just like, that's so crazy. I would have smacked the shit out of her. I said, listen, I don't, <laughs> that was too much energy. I just right. went home. <laughs> I'm not about to entertain her. Cause you're drunk. You throwing your keys at me. And, and then the next day she didn't like apologize for throwing it. So I'm like, you know what? You got to go. So have you spoken to that friend since? Or was that the end of it? Absolutely oh, not. Wow. That was the end of it. Wow. Red flag is the disrespect. Interesting, interesting. That's crazy, though. Wild if you ask me. So, like, how have you, I guess, grown from that experience? I would say I don't let anyone, it could be friends strangers or even like family members like just outright disrespect me and think that it's okay it's no so I feel like that not opportunity but that incident um kind of showed sometimes when people show you their true colors believe them and don't accept the disrespect that they're they're dishing out at you because they have some type of insecurity in themselves Okay. As long as you are able to, you know, grow from each situation, that's kind of the most important thing in life, I find. So you're able to find the the ability to grow from it. That's important. Uh, Another red flag I've come across in my time. (laughs) Um, I was once the, I guess, constant subject of their relationship issues. Wait a minute. How you become somebody's relationship issue? (laughs) Serious question. I'm trying to figure that out myself. I I don't know what happened. It went from, oh, everything's cool. Everybody's cool. Everybody's cool to... Oh, you know, now she's upset. Why she's upset? What happened? Oh, she like one in one example that comes to mind is like I don't know, somehow they're arguing over food. Somebody asked somebody to cook. Probably the guy asked the girl to cook. The girl said something back. And the guy was like because apparently they were having issues with him and her because he wanted her to cook every day. She wanted to order food every day. So it's a little, you know, it's a little different. So I become the subject because oh, I wow. cook every Okay, day. okay. So then it's like, oh, well, Dwayne cooks every day. Why you can't cook? 
so now it's now shit shit getting pushed on me because now I'm the example that is being compared to. You're the standard. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> you became the standard of what should be in a relationship. But how, how does that happen? Some people like to watch your relationship, like other people's relationships to say, you know, this is what my relationship relationship should look like. Oh, no, Instead no, no. Of, I wasn't even in a relationship at that point. I was by myself. Oh, wow. So, That's different. So I'm just cooking for myself every day. And this dude's going to his chick and he's like, yo, you don't have nothing to eat? And she, like, he coming home after being out, because he works on the road or whatever, so he comes in and he's like, "Yo, it's nothing to eat." And it's like, "Yo," because he's on so the road. So why you don't cook? So okay. Home, when I was working on the road all day, or 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 he could pick up food on his way home, bro. That's what or, I'm saying. Or he, he could call and be like, "Hey, is there anything food. to eat at home?" He no. Home cook food. If you so you telling me if your man is working on the road. All day driving, doing whatever, and he come home. You ain't gonna have a home cooked meal for him. That's what you said. That is not what so I'm saying. The justification in this, because that was what his point was. No, my thing is he assumed there was food at home. How do you know that? Because it happened more than once. No. See, your your assumption is that it did. I didn't say that. Like that's just one example with the food shit. It's like and then I think another point was like oh I she brought it up and was like, Oh, I could cook better than Dwayne. And he oh. had to quietly tell her, nah, baby, nah. <laughs> You can't cook better than like <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> like, sir. that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy yeah. to me, but people people gotta be real and people gotta be honest, and I gotta respect that. So yeah, I stand on what's right and what's true, and the truth is I can cook better than the chicken. That's a fact. It is what it is. Wow. The dude's response to her apparently was he cooks his food. For dinner every day. No microwave. Every day he's cooking in the kitchen. You do cooking on Thanksgiving and that's it. Who do you think is better? Whoa, 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 whoa. So he's basically telling her that she's inexperienced. Listen, if that's what you heard, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. People, that's just what was said. Wow. That 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 is definitely different. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. So she wants to order food all the time. Wow. Mm. Food be in the house and she in the kitchen starving because she. Don't... Ooh, that's a red flag in a relationship. Not, Somebody got to go. That's that's three episodes from now. We get to relationships in a little bit. All right. Yeah, we, we we don't get there. Don't worry. We don't get there. Whew. That that mm. Mm. that one. Um, so my next red flag, and this hasn't happened to me, but it has happened to, um, some of my friends, but the next one is there's some people who don't want you to be friends with anyone else, but them, right? Explain. So say for instance, um, let me see, who can I use in this example? All right, the two of us. So you and I are friends, right? Okay. And I bring another friend around, you know, someone who I'm just getting to know, not really just getting to know, but I know them and we're building that rapport with each other to become friends, right? Right. So they, you, you start seeing them coming around a little bit more often and you feel threatened, so you start like blacking on them saying, oh, so-and-so is my friend. She's not your friend. So I'm going to need you to chill out. First of all, no, 
like that's how you that's how you're reacting to the person that I brought around. Right. You yell at them saying, "I'm not their friend. I'm your friend." So that like the territorialism, very insecure sounds like that part. That part. So it was a sense, right? So it's kind of like okay. So if you want me to just be your friend, but we don't even hang out like that. You know, like it, like the friendship just wasn't adding up. Right. So, how did that turn out? How did everything end with that? They're no longer friends because wow. it was more of like that person only hung out with said person because of the people. Like, she was like what you would call well, not well known, but like she was well respected on campus. Right. Um, so like she wanted the other person wanted to be around her so that they could kind of be in the in crowd. But if it wasn't at school, they would never hear from her. Wow. Type of thing. That's crazy. It's crazy. Some people are really just users. That's another red flag. They use you for what you for what they can get out of you. And once they can't get anything else, it's like, all right, I'm about to cut you off. That is interesting. Because I think that's kind of where that whole phrase about seasonal friends kind of comes in. And that's where it kind of mm-hmm. makes sense and makes comes into play a lot better. So that's interesting. Didn't look at it like that before. So thank you. Insight. Mm-hmm. Let me see what's the next one I have here on the list. Um, I don't know how it, it's in my head. It sounds like envy, but I don't want to use envy for it. So we, I'm gonna tell you the situation, and we see what it is. So, okay, like. You have friends, you know, they'll come over, whatever, hang out, chill. You know, you'll go out, hang out and mm-hmm. stuff. You'll wear, you get new kicks or whatever, you wear your kicks or whatever like that. But at one point, I realized, like, I had some shoes that I, like, wore them a couple times, eh, didn't really care for them. And I just kind of, like, tuck them away completely forgot the color of the shoe everything like uh i don't even know how long after i got them i got asked like yo could i borrow your shoes and i'm not really a oh yo let me borrow your shoe kind of person so i was just like bro what shoes are you talking about because i'd rather just give them to you than to like get them back like I'm not I don't want to wear them again right because then at that point you're going to have to chase them down like that's the next thing too with, with some people they either they ask you to borrow money or they ask you to borrow something and you have to chase them down for your it's thing it's the owner and liability for me like <laughs> whoa no no Mm-mm. But continue. Sorry for cutting you so, off. Like, I was like, yo, what shoes are you talking about? It's like, yo, it's like them them red junks. I'm like, bro, I don't, I've never worn red shoes. Why would I wear red shoes? My colors are black, gray, maybe, you know what I'm saying, brown, but I ain't wearing no red shoes. What are you talking about? Dude kept going. I'm like, bro, right. what are you talking about? Couple days later, came back again. Yo, what about the shoes? You found a shoe? I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? I don't have no shoe. Like, went all the way what? down, fully described them and everything. And I'm like, oh shit, it's them. Bro, I don't even know what I'm at. So then, like, bruh, I'm trying to figure Why that part out. Here? I forgot about the shoe, but he knew the full description and everything. And I'm like, when I when it happened, I ain't think nothing of it. Mm. But afterwards, I look back on it. I'm like, oh, why you mm-hmm. knew so much about it? 
a little fishy. We ain't gonna say nothing. Keep the story going. Mm. So next thing I know, mm-hmm. I found the shoes like under the bed, tucked away, dust all on it and stuff. I'm like, yo, this? He's like, yeah. He's like, yo, I'm going X Y Z this weekend. I'm trying to, you know, what I'm saying, impress this little thing. Rah rah rah. I just want to, you know, get some kicks. It's like, all right, whatever, bro. Do you? I guess the kicks work. You know what I'm saying? In a relationship still. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that means, but it's it's just crazy to me because, like, then this is the funniest part. Mm-hmm. Like when I met the person that they were trying to impress. And like in talking to them, you know, like when you meet somebody and like, oh, you remind me of X person that I know. This person said to me, oh, you sound like mm-hmm. my boyfriend. And I said, huh? Because the stuff I'm talking about to her, she's like, she's telling me, oh, yeah, you sound like my boyfriend. I'm just like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, like, the more I hear, like, them explaining and, like, mm-hmm. bringing up the points, all the points they're bringing up to me and telling me, like, yeah, you know, they got, like, knowledge off it based off of what that person told them is stuff I had told that person. Mm. That you? And I was just, so then it's, like, coming right. back, like, oh, yeah, you know, you sound like him, like, oh, yeah, I can see why, you know, you're friends with them. You kind of, like, follow him and kind of type of shit. I'm like, what? Exactly. Follow who? Like, nah, never a follower, like, always a leader. Okay, I see what's going on here. And yeah, mm-hmm. at that point, we had to get out of that quick. ASAP, no Rocky. It's crazy out here. Wild. That is wild. Do you have any? What would you describe that red flag as? Because I don't even know. Um, that they kind of they're only friends with you, so that and I don't, hmm, I don't know if it's necessarily like a red flag, but they're only friends with you, so that they can take your ideas and your likeness and actually no See, no that's why i didn't want to call it envy because i don't know what like trying to copy is like what do you what do you call that um i had the, i had the phrase in my mind um they're basically impersonating you right. taking your ideas your likeness um, and passing it off as their own. That's crazy. Like, who'd have thought? Right. People are like that. I never knew that. And it's crazy because it's like you can't think for yourself. Listen. You have to, no. Listen. I'm good off. All that. right. So, right now, at this point, we're going to bring up my friend, Carrie. Uh, Carrie, yes. welcome to the stage. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday, everyone. What's going on, Curry? Happy Friday. Just another day in paradise. There we go, man. Chrisanne, Curry, Curry, Chrisanne. I know you guys haven't formally met yet, but... Seth, this is a new way to meet people virtually, whether it be work or social. Pretty much. (laughs) But we're just here talking about uh, different red flags and friendships. We kind of ran through a couple of them um, just to catch you up. Um, started with drama, people that kind of seek out drama and gossip and stuff like that. Um, envy, you know, people that kind of watch what you do and kind of, you know, try to run behind you and try to take it from you type of stuff. Um, disrespect on any level shouldn't be tolerated um then the last one we were just talking about was i had a friend try to impersonate me in a sense like copy all the stuff copy me basically and 
pass it off as him as me to himself. get a girl and gotcha. it, it was just weird. Yeah, that's sketchy. <laughs> it, it just got weird. It just got weird. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've known people to do imitating other people to impress friends, but never imitating the friend. Listen, yeah. So, do you have? You know, I want you to give one, so you know we can get Chrisanne's comment. I know she has to go soon, so. Um. One that I have is the kind of friends that monopolize situations in the sense that like the typical greeting, hey, how's it going? How's your day? And they just dive right into everything that's affecting them. They don't care about you, how your day went. Um, if there are like events that need to be planned or that you guys want to do something together, they plan everything. They don't consider your feelings, your likes, dislikes. That kind of stuff. That that was one I had on the list. They only call you yep. to talk about, and as soon as they're done, they bounce. Okay, so yeah, how do you how do you identify, or like, how long does it usually take you to identify one? And once you do, do you cut the friendship off? Um, I think it's different for different people. And the reason I say that is oftentimes we, we find ourselves in situations where we feel like we need to be that person that that person can vent to or talk to about their problems right? in the initial stages. But then you slowly realize that that is all a friendship is, that you are just a punching bag. Is it a punching bag or a soundboard? A little bit of both. Because I find that you have people that tend to go into friendships over extending themselves in the sense of that, hey, I'm here for you. I'm listening if you need to talk. And then when the person takes them up on it, it's like, whoa, you're giving me too much. And then it's like, you know, that little middle ground of, how do you know when in you giving enough information versus not mm-hmm. enough? Well, my opinion from the, I guess the differentiator between punching bag and sounding board, when you think of the, even the, the, the term sounding board, it's going to give you something back. So you scream very hard at a wall, you're going to hear an echo. So if I'm a sounding board for you, it means that you're going to allow me to give you my opinion or say something back to you. But if I'm a punching bag, all you're doing is throwing blows, whether it is you're venting about your relationship, your job, whatever. But I never get a chance to even say anything back. A punching bag doesn't hit you back. Mm. So, yeah, I, I do agree with you, though, that sometimes we do kind of set ourselves up for that. But at the same time, we also assume that the person is considerate enough to not treat you in that way. Chrisanne? I don't know. (laughs) Some people are just, they don't care enough about you to hear what's going on on your side. So they feel as if they're so important that you have to listen to what's going on on their end. For me personally, like after three times of you, like every time you call me, you're just talking about yourself or every time I call you, you're just talking about yourself. I'm going to stop calling. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll push back on that. What if my way of communicating is if something is wrong, I'm going to call you to vet and I expect you to do the same and it's not on me that you don't do that but if I do do the same you downplay what I'm going through and start talking about yourself again mm. so you kind of like yeah. pop me off and start talking about yourself exactly so okay. it's, it's not that it's not mutual it's just that the other person decides that their issues are more important 
Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know if it's three times for me or I don't know what that number is for me, but upon identifying it, yeah, you're going to go to voicemail a couple of times. <laughs> so, okay, okay. So now I've seen this thing online for us, I guess, millennials busy working and stuff that we'll send each other like memes and stuff online just to kind of like keep in touch in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Would that is that a red flag in terms of a friendship? That's all up my alley. Right? <laughs> that's that's why I asked. That's why I asked because I was like, hmm, what if we're doing some shit? So I was like, let's turn this real quick to see. Um, so I think it depends on what the meme. Well, I guess it really does matter because they're they're. Actually, it does matter because I, I don't know if you pay attention to the, the memes that I respond with. Most of the right. time, it's just that stupid smiley emoji or whatever. But when right. I do decide to respond with a, with a meme, mm-hmm. it is a well-thought-out meme. It's not just a <laughs> random popular meme. It is well-thought-out. Right. So I think to some degree, it doesn't matter how you communicate you can identify the effort that somebody's putting into that communication. And that, that can either tell you that this is a red flag situation or not. Okay. Cause I could just say LOL to everything that you post or anything that you send me. It's like, okay, bet I no, no thought into really communicating, you know, like, okay. Say First, every, every story you, you, you put up, Right, every story you put up, guarantee without fail, you know I'm commenting something, whether it's yep. LOL, fire, hundred. You know what I'm saying? One of the little basic first little emojis that pop up on the phone when you could do a little comment. One of those, everything you post, you getting one of those from me. But outside of that, we don't ever really speak. Red flag. Are we? How and why is that a red flag? That to me is someone that is just watching what I'm doing, but they don't necessarily care about me as a person. And don't get me wrong, I feel I've I've fallen into that myself, where that's all I will do. Right. But I've made a decision to change that and actually communicate with people, even if these are people I've never actually talked to in my life before. But we end up being friends on social media, I make an effort to send an actual message where I construct something to say versus just having these random meaningless interactions. Right. But if all you're doing is just boom, it's, it's no different than scrolling through and just liking everything. Don't really, it it doesn't, there's no value in that to me. Okay. But what about, from the creative standpoint where I'm a creative and your like could go a long way. That's different though. Cause you being, you being a creative, you're posting stuff for exposure for people to like, to feel out a particular idea. That's you are looking for those responses. Okay. But I'm somebody posting about general life. Oh, I did this or a thought that came to mind that means something to me or an RIP to a loved one, whatever it is, it, from a day-to-day standpoint, it's going to be random shit. If I'm doing random stuff, things that, and here's the thing, when it becomes meaningless, when it becomes just a habit, I'm going to post some really weird, sad thing and you're just going to send a fire. Because you didn't care enough to read into what the post was saying, you get what I mean, right? So I guess so that when point, it be- you could then weed out and see, oh, this person don't really know or not really paying attention. Yeah, because there there are people that I follow, people I've gone to school with, people that I know, 
that I comment and respond to some of their stuff. And then there's some things that they post and I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to respond to this. So I'm just going to leave it alone. Fair enough. I don't just respond or comment for the, the sake of responding or commenting. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's, let's check your list again. What, what other red flags and friendships have you come across? Um, one of the big ones, and it really depends on how they take it and how they act on it is you, you find yourself with some friendships or in some friendships where your friend sees you as a direct competition. Ooh. Uh, so every, everything is a contest and they need to outdo you and don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with friendly competition where I inspire you to be a better you or you inspire me to be a better me. But when it becomes uh, a contest to the point where you're, you're, you're going out of your way to do things to either align with me or outshine me. Uh, any examples? I have an example. I just want to see. Uh, I, I, I honestly, with a, I was going through this list. I have a list of what's thirteen things. Okay. And I went through each of these lists and was like, okay, that never happened to me, but I know a bunch of people that happened to. But a lot of them, I've literally probably all thirteen of them has never happened to me directly, just based on how I choose my friends. Mm. Okay, so it seems like you're very so, selective I've been, in that. Oh, yeah, very selective. I know a lot of people, but I don't call a lot of people friends. That's interesting. I was having a conversation earlier today about the different classifications of friendships. So that's, that's very interesting that you don't consider everyone a friend. Because nope. from the conversation, I had to break it down. It's like you have family and then you have people that you have like those intimate relations with and then you have people that are your friends then you have people that are associates and then it kind of breaks down to your work friends and then work <laughs> associates and then it breaks down like your neighborhood friend person around the corner like you gotta be like oh that's my neighbor that's not your friend like words are so important and powerful but we are just throwing them all away and it's so crazy to me yeah, I just I just sent you a picture that I saw on another social media platform and it basically goes through I don't even remember what they call it, if they call it a circle of friends or but it just shows you the different circle right. circles from yourself that goes outwards and the typical number of people that are within those circles. Man. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I'm posted on the um, Twitter and Instagram. So if you listen, mm-hmm. then take a take a second and go check it out. But yeah, this is really good because it shows you the level and the amount of people. So you know, you know a lot of people, but that don't mean they're your friends. Like, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, everybody and wants dear, to. Dear. Do you realize how far away from you friends is in this diagram? Exactly. But everybody want to call everybody they've ever met their friend. Yep. Yeah, I, what, what gets me, I don't know if, if this was a shock or not to you when you moved here, but like each person has a dozen or more best friends. Listen, like, that was dude. so crazy. Because I'm coming from a culture where... But yeah, to, to that last point there, just the, oh, the competition... Wait, wait, wait. wait, start back, uh, go. Yep. Yeah, to, to the previous point, the, that competitive friendship or that competitor that just treats everything like it's an all-race to the end and they have... like It's just meaningless. Exactly. Just because they want to be on your level or be above you. It's like, yeah, no. For for me, with with that direct competition, for me, it was easy to spot it because I had some good people in my circle 
already. That was kind of like when they saw that person come around, they're like, kind of gave me a heads up, like, yo, something about him I don't really like. So I already had like an eye to like, hey, pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then as you pay attention and you build a friendship with the person, you start to see subtle ways of where they're comparing themselves to you. If it's stuff they're doing or even saying consciously or subconsciously, because when you're competing against somebody like that, you can't help it. It's going to come out. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's, it's crazy to just like watch how the friendship develop and see how, Oh, I do X, Y, and Z, and then you just wait, and then you realize that they take Y, Z, and X, but they still make sure they get everything. They just probably do it a different way. Yep. Yeah, I've I've seen that with females. Oh yeah, a lot. But I've never personally been with them again. I don't have that many male friends. It just never sat well with testosterone <laughs> but that's crazy because like you i have a, a good amount of female friends that it's, it's uncomfortable for you know relationships but you know mm-hmm. you just have to be strong you know what you have yeah, it, you know it, trust yeah yeah to me it's it's easier for me to get along with females i don't think it's easier i prefer to be around females. And it has like people who listen to this and think of all the wrong ways why you want to be around females. It's at least the females. Yeah. It's not, not even anything like that. It's at least the females that I choose to be around. That's the other thing. It's the, are the type of females that come with zero drama. Like if if every time I'm around you, it's gonna be a cat fight, and that's both on the both sides, both male and female. If every right. time I'm around you, it's gonna be some ego shit going on. I'm not gonna stay around you. I don't I don't need to be stroking anybody's ego or bracing myself for the next fight because you want somebody else has some something going on. No, right. I don't I don't surround myself with people like that. But in general. It was just easier to click with this female or that female than then versus a bunch of dudes because everybody's talking like going to school apart from a couple of brothers and I don't call them friends those they have become brothers now right. that we used to hang out with everybody else is on some gallus garbage or bala or like yeah I don't that stuff don't mean shit to me. It's all about what you you value. You just value yeah. different things. Exactly. Because I want to touch on um, you're doing red flags. You just want to touch on a little positive part. Just choosing. You just brought up choosing to be around people that don't bring drama and stress. So it's interesting how you can see certain people and you see them choose friendships with people that just create drama like everywhere they are is just chaos mm-hmm. all the time and then you have other people that you could just watch and you'll see that they just gravitate to people that naturally just nothing happening they just everything's cool yep. no issues ever so it's funny how people choose whether they want the drama in their life or they want chaos or they want peace yeah it was growing up. It was always I want to be around people that I can bring home and not have to justify my friendship, which is another red flag that we can jump into. Okay, but like growing up, mom always said, "True." Well, my dad was always like, "You don't need friends," so oh, wow. whatever. Um, but mommy was always like, you should choose your friends. Your friends shouldn't choose you. Mm. And it never made sense. A lot of people don't know what that means. Break that down. 
Yeah. So you kind of, kind of what you said before is like choosing what you want in your space and what your values are. And for me, it was always, I knew what I didn't want, even if I don't know what I want. And this is in general, like career-wise, school-wise, all those things. I didn't necessarily know what I wanted, but I knew what I didn't want. And one of the things that I didn't want was I don't want to not be me. So I don't want to be around people where I have to behave like I'm cooler than I am or I'm harder than I am or a situation where I have to be walking on eggshells because that guy's the alpha in the group or at the basic level, I wanted to be able to, okay, if I need, if a friend wants to come visit me, I'm not hiding to go talk to this friend while mom and dad are doing something or away. It could, it can be, well, they can just walk into the house whenever they want to. Right. And be cool with my parents and my parents be cool with them. So it was, it was always kind of knowing what you wanted and not just from your own life, but from the people around you. Also, there's some amount of being around people who have like minds. And I was always kind of on some grown shit growing up, thinking about things that probably was above my age, but just maturing and growing in that way. Like the, the little chit chat, little kid things just never really appealed to me. It's interesting because do you think that was based off of how you were brought up? When I say that, I mean, mom and dad were in the home. You had that role model to kind of look up to to see. And for a lot of people, they might not have that to have that father figure to say, hey, you don't need friends or mom to say, hey choose friends don't let friends choose you kind of thing yeah i i think so and listening to some of their stories when they were kids growing up as well as i one of the examples that not necessarily that i took it to heart as to the type of people around me but i've never growing up never saw my dad drink never heard him curse wow not to this day wow it's 32 years wow so Little things like same thing, like since we've been become adults, yes, mom will take a sip of something with us, but it's not like she's a drinker by any means. Right. So I grew up in a, in a space where certain things were just not allowed. So because of that, you know, when you're choosing friends or choosing the people to hang out with, you want to choose people that you don't want to feel like you're pressured to do certain things. Like if you speak to any of the people that I went to school with, and you can attest to this, although when we were in prep school, we weren't really doing anything out of the norm, (laughs) but no one could force me to do anything. Anything I did was because I wanted to do it. Yeah. It wasn't the going along with the crowd. Yeah. And not, not, not once again, that we didn't do many things in prep school. But there were some moments where, like, yeah, you probably could just do whatever kid, every other kid was doing. But yeah, nah. Wasn't on that at all back then. Still not on it now. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, Just in that, like you said, being able to bring home a friend and being able to not be embarrassed, so to speak, by your friend yep. that you're bringing mm-hmm. home. I remember, I think, in high school, I only brought only one friend ever, I think, stopped by. And that's because we were going to, like, the championship game that our school was in. And even then, it was like, mm-hmm. my friend came in, had that had face paint, whole school spirit going. They loved it. So it was like, if you brought a different type of person home smelling like weed or something like that, at that age, it kind of would have been frowned upon. And then you would have been in issues because of it. Yep. Cause all of a sudden, every little thing that you do, it's because your friends, it's because of this. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, if you have a friend that's on a straight and narrow that you bring home, then 
you know, okay, they're not going to question. And then that kind of will give you more leadway to do bad stuff. But people don't think yeah. like that sometimes, I guess. Yo, it's it's funny growing up, going, going through high school, uh, best friend, brother, no, uh, Travis, his aunt always used to say that we – we have we're keeping friends with bad company and we're leading them they're leading us astray and travis and i used to always laugh about it because 90 percent of the time any stuff that we're getting into we're the ones leading the way it's not our friends wow but but our our parents all thought that like yeah you guys are so so i wouldn't say subdued but because of how we were raised they wouldn't expect us to be the 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 trendsetters in yeah <laughs> not that we did anything bad once again we never really got into much stuff but well you didn't get caught so can't can't really yeah. claim trouble if you know you got yeah. away with it almost died once but see hey. see see love to hear about that story but you know we we'll save yeah. that for the next episode yep but yeah yeah friendships. Friendships are interesting. I was actually before you messaged me about like what you wanted to talk to on this episode. I was actually thinking about it, and a good, probably, well, let's just say a hundred percent of the friends I made in college. All right. I don't talk to any of them now. That's crazy. My girlfriend says the same thing. She says, I'm the only person from college that she really could say she keeps in touch with. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And I'm looking like, back, I've, I could probably personally say I have one or two, maybe three other friendships from college. And that that's it. Okay. They're, they're people that I wouldn't say they were friends in college. So we've done classes now, together. Go back, to the, go back to the circle. Where do they yeah. go in the circle? So, <laughs> so in, in the circle, they were acquaintances. Right. Because they were adjacent people. So they were either someone in the class that I took that was friends with somebody else that I knew still, as you notice, not a friend of a friend or the friend of someone in that friend circle. So they're still adjacent to other people. They're not directly adjacent to me. And they're like, from time to time we, we talk, we share views on certain topics and issues on social media. I'm sure if we were in the same space, it wouldn't be any different. But like when you think of the people that I spent ninety to a hundred percent of my time around, I don't talk to any of them. Wow. Not one. Every once in a while something pops up and you message. But it's not like you and me where it's almost like every other day. Right that we exchange something, whether it be a silly emoji or a meme or an actual message. It's like, yeah, it's like go, we, we're dark for a good two, three years. Then, hey, how's it going? It's been a while. Then dark again. Right. With, with, like, yeah. With those, you, it's weird because I have friendships where I can speak to people and we'll just stop talking. And then whenever we happen to pick back up, it's not a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have, I have a, a lot of those. And then you have others that it's just they try to do the same thing and it's just not the same because the foundation of the friendship is is not there. Yeah, it's I don't honestly, I don't know, like when I think back to it. And I think in, at some point and not throwing shade at anybody, but people choose sides. And majority of, well, all of my college life, I was with the same person in the relationship. So we, we kind of shared all the same friends. Right. And when that ended, it's like all the friends went to her side. Not that it mattered to me that I'm not heartbroken by any means. So right. if anybody, any of them end up listening to this, 
You're good. I don't. Re- I, I don't regret life. I'm good. I'm good where am I? So, <laughs> yeah. But I think that had a lot to do with it too. Is that people just decided that that's the side that they wanted to be on, and that's fine. That's that's good for them. I once again, I don't regret anything. I don't feel like I've lost anything. Which, if we jump into that whole concept of red flags. Like I don't, and this is something I've consciously done since college is I don't want to be around people that don't let me excel. What do you mean? Or like, so people that don't motivate me to be a better person is not necessarily being like the superficial. I want to be a better person is like, I talk to you, I see what you do from a creative perspective and I'm like it pushes me to 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 dig more in on to my creative side and to explore the things that I actually like cuz you like photography it's not you don't just do it because it pays the bills like no one does anything that they like because it pays the bills it's you actually enjoy doing the things that you do right and those that like from a, from that minute perspective, I'm like, I need to do more of the things that I enjoy. But I don't I don't necessarily like being around people that I feel like I'm I, I don't lose anything from not being around them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, not that you're going to put your your whole self into a situation where you feel which kind of goes back to one of the other red flags that we talked about earlier. You don't want to be that dependent friend, but then you still want to be around people that kind of push you to do things, to explore a different side of your brain or your talents or, you know, so mm-hmm. it kind of, it's kind of weird when I think about not losing anything by not being around some of those people, it's kind of like, yeah, you probably didn't need to be around them at all during college. I I definitely understand that because when you really think about it, what value did they add to your life during that time? They were just exactly entertainment. If you want to even call it that. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. You see a lot of social media things are like kind of projecting, adding value and, getting rid of the the situations that don't add value to your life and it's like when you when you reevaluate it makes you really wonder why the hell did i waste all this time being in these circles doing these things and not necessarily that you were somebody else but it's like i could have spent all that time doing something else you know important but in different circles, maybe probably getting inspired by the people that you wanted to be inspired by, but you're just in the wrong circles. Yeah, exactly. But for that, it's crazy because sometimes I guess it is because like looking back, I'm like looking back at some college circles I was in, I was like, I didn't really choose the circle. The circle kind of chose me. And then I'm looking at all this stuff that came from that circle. And I'm just like, they're good and bad that came from it. But I'm, I don't know if I would have had the same experience or even met the same people without it. So that's kind of where I'm like, I don't know how to feel about yeah, it, and good ul- or bad. Ultimately, though, as much as I say that, I am not one to regret things. Right. Shit happens, life happens. It's there, There's nothing you can do to go back. And it doesn't matter how much you live in the what if I did this or what if I did that kind of scenario. You can't change it. So it's a matter of just learning from it and just moving forward. Man, everything in life is about moving forward and learning to me, I don't yeah. look at life as when something doesn't happen, it's an L. I look at everything as a learning experience. Everything happens for a reason. 
and you just gain the experience that, in my opinion, the experience you gain, you're supposed to share it with someone else to help them not have to experience that issue. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But yeah, people are so it's, selfish and self-absorbed. It's, it's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Experiences to me, well, I redefine what the L is, but those things are definitely huge L's, but those L's are lessons, not losses. Exactly. So same thing that you said, but I, I just hate, I hate when people think, I shouldn't say hate, hate's a strong word. I don't like when people think about their circumstances or situations in a vacuum and that, oh, this is a huge loss and you could have spent the time doing something else. There's so much that you learned in that situation. You're just choosing not to pay attention to it. Right. So. Definitely. Definitely feel you on that, man. But. I'm going to have to wrap it up here for this episode. We're going to pick it up again. Cause we definitely have part two and I have to work on my list because you have 13. Chrisanne has <laughs> over 10. I had four. This is embarrassing. So <laughs> I'm going to have to come back better for the next one. And next time, hopefully we can get both of you on so we can get, you know, more back and forth from both of you instead of, you know, First half is me and her, and then second half is me and you. So we work on that for the next episode.